0: Blue Wire. Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. he steps, he throws, it's on, touchdown, it's in What a beautiful throw by the Baker. Ready, 10, 5, touchdown, shabba-lubba-hub. Welcome into Browns Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns. Coming at you guys uh, for the first time here in a while. It's it's been a it's been a little bit since I've been able to address uh, you guys here. Is football season's obviously in full swing. Um, unfortunately, my situation has changed with Cleveland.com, so I am in the works of trying to figure out where I will land. Uh, but in the meantime, that does not change where I will be doing the podcasting here at Blue Wire. Kevin Jones does a fantastic job, and this this group is expanding rapidly, and I'm, I'm very happy to be a part of it, so uh, I think this is a good thing to keep this going, and I will obviously continue this throughout the season um, You know, as, as a big part of how I cover the Browns in a different fashion than I have. Uh, some more to that, hopefully uh, we can figure out where that is at a later point, but uh, for now we're going to talk about some big topics that have come up with the Browns, um, especially I think the biggest news that broke recently was the the movement of um, Duke Johnson to 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 Houston, which I thought was a good deal for both for both organizations. Obviously, the Browns were able to uh, the Browns were able to recoup a pick for him. Obviously, if Jordan Howard was moved for a, a sixth round pick, being able to move Duke Johnson for a fourth, Duke has has been an active part of of every single game in the NFL in terms of being active and and on the roster and ready to go and a big part of that deal here is that he has to be active for 10 games Um, so it seems as though that trend will keep up and the Browns will be able to work him into a third round pick so we'll see sort of where that all pans out at the end of the year but getting that value for Duke Johnson at the right time think it makes sense for the Browns. that can go into the year with a clear conscience about who's going to be the second running back leading into what'll eventually be Week Ten, and then Kareem Hunt will return. And I think Dontrell Hilliard throughout camp has been impressive enough that he can uh, that he can obviously you know handle those duties. So uh, I think I've discussed uh, you know why it would be good for Houston. Obviously, they moved on from Deontay Foreman, and when you uh, sort of move on from a, a running back behind Lamar Miller they needed somebody and I think Duke lands in a perfect spot for him in terms of the offense that the Texans run and um, you know being able to play behind or sorry I shouldn't say behind but be able to play with Deshaun, ja- or Deshaun Watson which will obviously in my opinion be a big uh, you know a big help to his uh, his overall game as a pass catch out of the back foot so again good deal for both sides the, the the first preseason game has come and gone 30 to 10 win I think I, I've covered it on Twitter spoke about it ad nauseum Browns obviously should have I thought hung closer to 40 points maybe over 40 points couple touchdowns they gave away those fumbles by Hilliard and and uh, and his but uh, you know some battles are are going to be interesting it it, it seems as though Antonio Callaway suspension has opened up the opened up the window for uh, somebody to be that six wide receiver and it seems like Jalen Strong is is trending in that direction. So if Jalen Strong, who made a nice catch here in Indy, as the Browns are in Indianapolis doing joint practices, if if he can keep doing what he's doing, being consistent, getting first team reps that he's been able to, you know, maximize those first team reps, especially with with Odell Beckham being out and um, you know Jarvis Landry sort of on a maintenance plan every now and again, he's been able to take advantage. So um, it's worked out for him. And then Damian Ratley's back as well. So you gotta kind of hope that Callaway can stay on the straight and narrow. I think everybody in this life makes mistakes. I don't think anybody lives a, a perfect life. It's, it's, um, you know, a matter of whether those things become. You know, there's varying levels of mistakes in life, and and you pay for them one way or the other. And and uh, with Antonio, he's 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 sort of shown a a trend of poor decision making that you don't want to see. But in this situation with the Browns. I think they're going to give him this, I would imagine this is his last opportunity to get on the straight and narrow and walk the, or you know, the, the figure there is toe the line, and uh, we'll see if that if that works out, but I, I mean, he's an extremely talented player who I thought came on strong, some really varying reports from OTAs where he was really in shape and changed his body and was laser focused, and then come camp where he wasn't getting the reps that everybody expected him to, all of a sudden it makes sense. Why some of the things about him being out of shape had popped up? I think there's there's always stuff going on behind the scenes in in NFL franchises. That's that's not you know that's not a secret. But um, it it just the Browns I think kept it kept it away from the public until they absolutely had to tell everybody. And uh, a lot of folks had a lot of questions, rightfully so. And sort of right before this news came out, we got from Todd Monken that his uh, you know Antonio was out of shape or and, and is not as in shape as he needed to be and um it sort of led into this suspension so you know higgins is the third receiver could some could say he's the second receiver but at this point i think the browns are just hoping they can get something from antonio this year you know we will uh we will see about that but let's get to the mailbag portion and then we'll talk a little bit about what to expect this weekend in indianapolis before we before we part ways. So I put it out to a couple days ago. Any questions you guys have uh, to chat about? So let's go through some of these questions. So Giovanni Ruiz at Gior73, great guy, asks a ton of great questions. Which of the backup offensive linemen do you think is the best long-term potential to develop into good starters? I think, you know, the obvious answer right now seems to be Drew Forbes. The guy is, is taking meaningful snaps at right guard. Freddie Kitchens mentions today that, Forbes had a uh, nice showing uh, against the Redskins. He he had a couple of uh, you know light bulb moments and, and big big efforts that made the the group say we need to give this guy some right guard snaps. Where it still appears that the right guard position is unsettled between Eric Cush and Corbett and and uh, who was Kyle Kalis was in that role too and Brian Witzman got first. Uh, you know, some snaps there, at right guard in the first uh, preseason game. So it's still unsettled. And I think Forbes is the guy that you would look at and say they really like his long-term potential. And, um, you know, Corbett, I guess, could be there too uh, as terms of guys who, who I think are roster locks. Corbett seems to be locked into the backup center role at this point. He did not get any right guard snaps in the scrimmage. So uh, my answer is Drew Forbes there. That's a good question. And it seems like they really like him. You know, I – we go to these these analysts, my, my anybody who covers the team. We go to these pre, you know, I, I just to say we go to these training camps, uh, different open practices, and you, you know people want to know how the line's playing, how's the line playing, how the line play. I don't, we don't know. And anybody who's answering those questions for you independently is like, be careful because we we're on the sideline view, we're not up top, we don't get to see end zone view angles, which is the absolute best way to break down offensive line play, and we're just sort of guessing, and that can be dangerous if we're guessing. I've been very hesitant to talk much about Forbes because it's like you don't have a great view, and even in the preseason NFL Game Pass doesn't show the All-22 in the coach's view and the end zone view during the preseason, so I don't know. I'm just going to take Freddie Kitchen and James Campen's word, which is he's playing better, and he's he's got a real shot to... Uh, to crack the roster, and and if he keeps trending upward, has a good game this weekend, Forbes is, is uh, is going to be trending to make this. Yeah, he, he could have a shot to make the starting the starting five. I don't know. We're just gonna have to see. It's crazy. I don't know. It doesn't see, It all came out of nowhere, and uh, we're just gonna see how it goes. But he's the answer there. Uh, Ahmad Doman asked, and he's at Ahmad underscore domin on Twitter. Uh, great questions every now and again. Throws them into uh, to these sorts of things. How do you project the Browns to match their corners? up against teams three and four wide receiver sets, who's inside, outside? Will Denzel Ward shadow ones? I don't know about Denzel Ward shadowing ones. It would make sense based on who the wide receiver one is. Um, But I think that the rotation has been when there's two cornerbacks on the field, TJ Carey is outside uh, when he's practicing or playing, and um, Denzel Ward, obviously. Then when they bring in another corner that moves Carey inside to the nickel that he's most comfortable playing, they'll bring on Terrence Mitchell and then um, you know, maybe it's Greedy Williams, who is just tough to keep off the field at this point. But I think they really like Eric Murray to play the slot. Um, I think he's an interesting player. Lindsey Pipkins has been, has been um, you know, getting some opportunity. Justin Burris has been getting some opportunity. Uh, it's tough to keep up with the health of some of these guys, so we'll have to see who's playing and who's not Saturday. But I do expect them to use uh, Mac Wilson occasionally in some of those situations to maybe match up with tight ends or play zone coverages that he's comfortable with. So keep that in mind. I do think they're going to use those top three corners and then maybe have greedy. Uh, if 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 Denzel was playing the slot, greedy can play outside. It'll be a mix and match thing. But I know the top four they feel good about there that I mentioned in Carey uh, Williams Warden. And Mitchell, and then they like Philip Gaines a little bit too. He'll uh, he'll get some opportunities outside. I think he'll he'll stick on the roster. Next question is from uh, Four Sports, which is at One VS uh, Sports here on Twitter. Is she if she he houses another one Saturday? Is he making the roster? Look, I love I love the story. I love everything about this guy's um, you know rise into into notoriety, and 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 you should read about it if you haven't. I'm sure everybody who listens to this has read about uh Damon She Hidsebi it's it's just fantastic and he maximizes opportunity now I will just say I don't think he's an NFL wide receiver yet that's not a knock on him too many drop balls he bodies a lot of catches some of the route nuance stuff isn't there but he's he's probably never gonna be a wide receiver in the NFL I think his, his calling card is going to be the ability to make an impact in return game he did not return kicks but he did have a late fourth quarter punt return. Those are not first team special teams guys. I think if he can continue to make a couple pop returns and punt in the punt return game where they lost Antonio Callaway and they're going to rely on Hilliard, it seems like is, it's trending right now. But if this kid keeps making plays, it's going to be tough to keep him, uh, you know, t- tough to keep him off the field. And it's, it's, it's interesting. I'm not. I'm not sure how they're going to handle it. They should. What they should do is see what they really have and give him first team punt return reps. And you know, if he makes an impact in that game and is still um, a big part of uh, pot plays against first team special teams guys, then they might have to make a tough decision. What has to happen for she is he has to be able to contribute not just as a punt returner, not just as a kick returner, but he has to be able to uh, you know be a gunner on the punt team and the kickoff team. He has to be a contained guy or he has to have a role. To take uh, a, a spot on the 53, and he's not going to be a wide receiver, he has to um, have the ability to impact every single special team. So I'm going try to try to pay really close attention to that as we move into, uh, into, into preseason week two. But before we get to our next question, I want to talk to you guys about a little thing going on at SportsInformationTraders.com. So football season's here. It's finally here. I can't believe it still really hot out. doesn't feel like football season until we get the autumn breeze. But, uh, you know, with football season coming, NFL College, it's time to start placing some bets. So Blue Wire is teaming up with Sports Information Traders and the legend, John Price, one of the world's most successful sports bettors. So our listeners are given the chance to make money on football this season. Who doesn't love that? Go to sportsinformationtraders.com slash B-L-U-E in blue and get the college football and NFL futures plays and make up to 15 times your money for only a $99 investment. So last year, sports information traders correctly predicted the Clemson Tigers to win the college football championship. Crazy, I know. Making one client alone $110,000, which it was crazy back then because Trevor Lawrence wasn't Trevor Lawrence yet. The year before that, Kurt Presley of sports information traders made $1 million with a preseason wager on the Philadelphia Eagles to win the Super Bowl. John Price and the Sports Information Traders team can guide you on the best ways to make money on future bets, preseason football betting picks. That's right now. You can do that. You can make money in the preseason. You get all that for just $99, the opportunity to make 15 times your money. It's a good investment. Totally worth getting Sports Information Traders betting picks. So, Sports Information Traders has been featured on the following ESPN gambling 911com Entrepreneur Magazine, and many more. John Price has been successfully making money betting on sports for over 20 years. Make a big return for a small investment with Sports Information Traders Futures Picks. Get started by going to, again, sportsinformationtraders.com slash blue, B-L-U-E. Again, make sure you go to sportsinformationtraders.com slash blue, B-L-U-E, to have your chance at a 15-time return this football betting season. Get there while you can. Make some money for your family. Everybody loves it. Back to the questions. The question is from Munich Browns. Could be from Munich, which is awesome. Uh, what did you think of the backup interior D-line? Do they add somebody after roster cuts at that position, or are they good enough? Look, Devro Lawrence was fantastic. He popped. had a couple really nice control-the-line-of-scrimmage plays, which is what everybody has been um, hoping to see from him. He's just constantly hurt. He's, he's been a perpetually hurt player, was hurt after... Um, you know, his, his time at his last stop and his hurt now. He's got a knee, a lingering knee thing that he was keeping him out of Indianapolis. So, um, you know, Danny Aquali had, had some good reps in camp. I did not love his preseason week one performance, but uh, there's still a lot to like there. I think they like him. And then Trevon Coley, who was a starter here for two years, is is obviously there to limited reps. And um, I'm not saying they won't add. They're, they could certainly add. A player to that to that position, and I think they'd be wise to somebody they really like. You got to remember too, folks, is like the Browns aren't first on the waiver wire, so some of these players are going to get snatched up, and uh, you know it's you're going to hear some cuts that the Browns never have a chance. So it's going to be interesting. I think they do think they have enough if everybody's healthy, and they're going to play their starters a lot though. So you know, keep preparing for that. Next question comes from K Funk at K Funk Sports. Ward is assumed as a given. We've heard the next and nothing about him all camp. How has he looked against wide receiver one, two, and three? And is he any bigger? Should we be confident he'll lock down cornerback one and stay healthy? Yes, to all of those questions. He looks good. He's bigger. He looks stronger. He is focusing his words. He's focusing on improving his tackling uh, his his approach and angle and and head and all of that stuff. He hears the complaints. He knows he dealt with the concussions, but he's covering well. And I think he should have a really good year. And then also, K Funk asks, "Have you uh, how have uh, Vernon and Richardson looked?" to Talk about under the reported pleas. You know, those guys didn't practice a ton. They practiced the first week and then plus a couple days in pads. Uh, it's tough to tell. I mean. I got to see them in preseason. They 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 look the part. They move well. They're going to be, be They're just going to be better players than the starters who were here last year. And I don't have a ton to report because you know, Vernon had a, had a calf thing going there, or maybe it was up in his groin. I can't remember. And Richardson had abdominal issues. Neither of them played a ton while I was up there, but they should be fine. D will asks, at, and he's at Dave. Sorry at underscore Dave Clee. The four-two-five. Should we expect the extra DB or another linebacker mainly in that package? Also, do you see Mac Wilson, Taki Taki taking snaps from Kirksey and Show? Show, I do think they're going to mix up everything. It is going to be fluid. Nickel is the base. They're going to have an extra DB on the field. and sometimes they'll have uh, packages where I think Mac Wilson comes in and it's a four-three with air quotes going on. It's going to be fluid. They're going to have five DBs. They're going to have three linebackers. Sometimes they could have three down linemen, three linebackers, and five DBs. Who knows? They're going to have a very uh, – there's no better word than fluid. It's just going to be – it's going to change week to week. It's going to change who they – you know, who they play. I, I do think Mac Wilson will probably steal some Christian Kirksey snaps, especially if he keeps improving. Pass coverage is just so vital. Uh, I, th- I think he'll find his way on the field. I don't think Sione Takitaki Taki's quite ready. Um, I think that Joe Schobert will have a really good year this year, a bounce-back year. And Taki uh, Taki will find his way on the field some, but he'll be a big special teams guy, and Browns will have a tough decision to make on Joe Schobert after the year. Next question, Daniel Mitchell, which is at yeah underscore Mitch, says, if week one kicker isn't on the roster, who from around the league are likely targets? God, I don't know. I have no clue. I, the, the kid that, that was traded from Baltimore to Minnesota, fifth-round pick, I, I don't know. I don't know who that, uh, you know, I don't know who that is. I, he, he seemed to have some buzz. I, I, don't, I don't scour the league for kickers. I, I just know that the two on the roster are not, they're not very good. So um, they need to get immensely better or prove to be immensely better. The money is still 60-40 that it is Greg Joseph right now. Uh, but Austin Seibert is a fifth-round pick who will have every chance. And if he has another good preseason showing, it could very well be him. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not know i am I'm not in the private sessions they do. There's a lot that goes into it, how they handle kicking, uh, kickoffs, all that stuff. So I just know it's not a good situation. As you can see tonight, if you watch any of these Thursday night week two preseason games, kicking situations around the league aren't very good. So find a way to uh, alleviate as much stress on them as you possibly can. I don't you know, go for two every now and again. Who knows? Um, Shot clock violation, which is at TBE 1186, says how much... Can a bad right side of the offensive line hurt the offense? Obviously, Cush is a huge question mark, and Chubb is being a little overlooked, I think. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think you can overcome bad offensive lines. I mean, like, the Bengals had a terrible offensive line, but Joe Mixon did his thing. Like... There are ways to scheme around it. I, I, I just say there are ways. You can run gap schemes where guys are blocking down instead of having to one-on-one, doing more duo, which is double teams, to help at the line of scrimmage, and then using somebody like Nick Chubb who has great second-level vision to be able to make a jump cut or whatever to sort of help create running alleys, which he did last year, effectively. You don't want the right side to be a disaster. They can't have what are called those Olay blocks between Hubbard and Cush. They cannot just you know, uh, just be, be a, a turnstile for guys to, to get through. And I just keep having these, this thought process of how they, the world they're going to handle Aaron Donald because the Rams are just going to put Aaron Donald over the right guard and say good luck to try to block this guy. But um, there are ways to alleviate it. I actually brought up the conversation today about how quarterbacks save sacks, and I think that should be a trackable stat to see how quarterbacks alleviate and save sacks from happening. Um yeah, and I think Baker's really good at that. So, but it's again, how much do you want to rely on it? How much do you want to put your offensive line in tough protection situations? So we'll see. Justin Rogers, which is at J Mula six one four, asks, "Where in the world is Jannard Avery? I know he was injured earlier, but heard nothing about him returning to any team activities. If he is, in fact, practicing in full, which he is, he's back. Um, how do you see him working into Wilkes' defense sub packages or rotational four two five base?" He is an edge. He is going to be used as an edge. They will will rotate him inside. Um, Sorry, they will rotate Miles or Olivier inside. Both guys have experience rushing from the interior. And Gennard will be a full-time edge who uh, has the ability to uh, get after the quarterback. He's fantastic turning the corner. was going to write on him before my time with Cleveland.com ended. was actually in the middle of it. Um, and uh, couldn't finish it, and that's okay. Just know that he is back. His ankle's healed. He's practicing. He's been a very tough matchup from uh, from all reports uh, covering things in Indianapolis. And um, yeah, he's he's going to be an impact player. He's not going to play a ton of snaps, maybe 20 a game, but that's all they want. They want a guy who can really turn the corner in pass rush situations. And can, uh, and can use some sort of speed-to-power moves, and he's good at that. And I think that will give the Browns the added element of, of getting a fourth really good pass rusher on the field and then letting Miles and Olivier Vernon feast inside on guards and centers and do a, a ton of fun stuff there. So um, that's the end of the questions I have. Uh, we will we will talk here about Indy week, week, week 2 of the preseason. I think it's a 4 o'clock kick Saturday. What to pay attention to? I, it, to me, it's... What does the rotation look like at right guard? Who are they playing first? Are they playing Cush? Are they getting Forbes snaps? You know, last week it was Witzman who was getting second team snaps there at right guard. Who's playing there? You want to see if Corbett's developing at center. And then what's the wide receiver rotation look like? I think Odell Beckham will sit this one out. I expect him to try to maybe give week three a go. But, um,. You just want to feel out offensively how that looks. Doncha Hilliard might not play much, so Dearness, uh, Dearness Johnson is going to have a, another really good chance to show out if, he, if he's able to play. If those injuries linger, though, I think the Browns consider bringing some running back in. I'm not sure who that is, but they will consider it. Um, but that's it offensively. You want Baker Mayfield to come out and be sharp. Rashard Higgins connection. See what Jalen Strong can keep doing. Defensively, it's just who are they using in different sub packages. And I'll, I'll try to highlight this stuff. Um, you know, as as we go through recapping that game Saturday night into Sunday, is who are they playing the most? Different sub packages. How are they using the? How are they covering the slot? How are they rotating outside corners, those things? And then what did the linebacker situation look like? We didn't really see much of Crooksy or Schobert. want to see how those guys are moving around early in the game. And uh, hopefully we see a little bit more of Richardson and maybe a little bit of Vernon too. Who knows? The injury situations are so fluid in who's playing, who's not. Um, but, yeah, defensively, you want to see if some of those other guys, you know, Willie Harvey at linebacker can be can pop, if somebody else on the interior defensive line can take advantage of a situation where they get a ton of snaps. Just going to have to see. It's going to be a depth game, especially with these two teams practicing together so much this week. I don't think they're going to play a ton of the first-string guys at all. You know, week three is that big-time tune-up, so we'll kind of be gearing up for, for where things go with that. But it um, should be fun. I think there's there's been too much fighting going on between these two teams so they're probably ready to just play this game and get it over with not a big fan of joint practices but that's neither here nor there it's over but i appreciate uh, again you guys uh sticking with me i know it's been a long layoff i hope to provide a a, a good amount of content wherever i land whether that's with uh somebody like the obr or, or who knows maybe i'll maybe i'll do my own site we'll see Um, you know give me feedback if you think I should do my own site let me know that let me know you'd be interested in subscribing to something that would be fully detailed analytical video breakdown stuff Uh, I always appreciate that if you could subscribe review iTunes I appreciate those things and uh, um, yeah I'll come back I'll I'll be more frequent here I'm going to come back after the Colts game and give you guys a recap probably Saturday night once I get a chance to really give it a second look and then um, you know from there we'll Get ready for what week three of the preseason will look like too. So getting uh getting down to the nitty-gritty, we're getting close to the season and and it's exciting, exciting times for Browns fans. You should be really pumped up because this is a very good football team. I'll just tell you this: up close, when you see them like I have at camp, it is there's a ton of talent. It's a talented group that I have not seen in Cleveland in a long time. I'm not sure if I've ever seen them there uh, for my years and years of going up and watching them. But there's talent everywhere and uh, the expectations are high, and they're justifiably high expectations, and you as fans should have those same justifiably high expectations because the players do, Freddie Kitchens does, and um, yeah, just, just be excited. So we'll catch you guys uh, hopefully Saturday night, Sunday morning, and until then, go Browns.